eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G Sports.com. Arkansas Razorbacks coming off of a 13-10 loss to the LSU Tigers on Saturday. We're going to look back at that game, obviously. Talk a little bit of recruiting with Danny West. Look ahead to the Ole Miss game coming up on Saturday. It's going to be a cold one, and Andrew Ellis is also going to join us. All that and more on today's episode of Hogsports Live. Before we get started, I want to remind you there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. Be sure to follow the page if you haven't done so already. Also available on YouTube. Give us a thumbs up or a like on both of those channels. And subscribe to the YouTube page if you haven't done so already. And hit the notifications bell so you're alerted anytime we upload new videos. Also available on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to have that five-star review from you if you haven't done so already. Let other people know what they can expect from the show. Also available on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you get your podcast. Hog Sports is just $1 right now for your first month at HAWGsports.com or take 30% off for your first year. Does that bother anybody? Knuckle popping? That's how I feel. Been knuckle popping kind of day. So, 13-10. Disappointing to lose any time. I don't think people would be as upset right now today with the loss to LSU had they not, you know, laid an egg against Liberty the week before. I thought they played pretty inspired overall, bouncing back, showed a lot of energy. Uh, The bottom line is, you know, not having a quarterback in K.J. Jefferson, and and I'm going to talk about that a little bit. But first I want to get into this a little bit, uh, what Sam Pittman said, because this has been something that I've been thinking about lately because they're about to play a school in Ole Miss that has a bunch of starters uh, that they got from the transfer portal. You know, and they just played LSU, which LSU was down to, like, 39 or something scholarship players at one point. Both those teams had big transfer class halls. And we talked about a little bit about how this could be something that could help level the playing field for Arkansas. And I still say this, I look out at the team, you know, especially in the preseason, now they're more banged up, but I look at them in the preseason and you're like, man, this is a dang good, (laughs) it's a dang good looking team. I mean, they've got some really good looking athletes out there. And that's from the past where you would have to, 
you know, maybe play a true freshman or a redshirt freshman or a guy that's not ready, fill in a spot. Because you can ask about this team right now. How does this team look if they don't have the transfer portal? How do they look without Drew Sanders, Jordan Dominic, Landon Jackson, Dwight McLaughlin, Latavius Brini, Landon Jack or um, Matt Landers, Jaden Hazelwood? Yeah, I know. So I think the it's kind of shifted today, and I asked Sam Pittman about that. It's kind of shifted from filling holes to just going out and getting guys, going out and getting players that you can help your team. Because And Pittman made a great point, and there's people that are jumping off and, you know, wanting to fire the coach and all that stuff. But, you know, you've tried to build a program up through the high school ranks these days, and you'll be fired before you get, you know, those guys get mature. So – you have to go out this day and age and go find the best players to fill the best team, whether they're starters or backups or what. Because we're running into a situation now where Arkansas obviously has issues at quarterback. They obviously have issues at quarterback. And if they had a guy who you felt like was the next guy already on campus, maybe things would be a little bit different. But they don't have that guy. You know, like K.J. Jefferson was to Felipe Franks, like Tyler Wilson was to Ryan Mallett. I'm going to talk about that more, but first I want to get – I thought this was an interesting comment by Sam Pittman today, and we're going to get to that now. Or Ole Miss and, and you too, but Ole Miss and LSU, just what they did in the transfer portal looking at last year. I think Ole Miss brought in like 17 guys. Yeah. LSU brought in a ton. You guys brought in a lot. Yeah. Is that changing your perception as maybe even as the year goes on and just at how much an impact the portal can have? Yes. Um What's happened now is you, you're not locked to 25. Um, you're locked to 85. And so, you know, if you look at Ole Miss, I, was, I think five or six of their starters on defense are transfer portal guys and, and offenses. I don't think quite that many, but they've got a lot of receivers that transferred in there, not necessarily starting, some are, but – uh, that transferred in there. Obviously, Zach Evans is a transfer guy. Dart, you know. Uh, so, yeah, it has. Um, to be perfectly honest with you, I'm not going to sit here and be bullheaded and in and lose a whole bunch of games and all that stuff But because I I don't believe that maybe that's the right way to do it. You know, you know what I mean? I got to – we, and we had our share of transfer portal too. I hate the fact that we can't go and and we can and recruit, you know, 20, 25 high school kids every year. But the world doesn't wait on you long enough. You know what I mean? It's if you're trying to build a program within four or five years, you're not, you get to year three or whatever and you're gone. You know what I mean? So, um, and everybody wants to win now. Uh, so, yes, I, I think I think it certainly has changed the way that I've looked at the transfer portal, too. You know, it's almost like for us, it's always been where is our immediate need? That's where we're going to go. And that's it. Uh, we're going to tell the kids that we have on our team that, you know, we need either depth or we need a starter there. When we do that, we know that. And I've been very conscious about that for conscious about that for our team but now I think if you have a really good player regardless of what position he is and he wants to come you take him you know and before I wouldn't do that you know um 
before I was like, no, no, no I'm going to be loyal to these guys. They're plenty good enough for us to win the SEC and stuff like that. But a part of that too, Trey, has become with all the injuries that we've had this year, um, your backup better be as good as your starter or close to it, you know, and, and uh, that's maybe shown a little bit for us this year. Uh, where if we had went in the transfer portal a little bit more, maybe maybe we, we'd be a little bit better off record-wise and hopefully team-wise too. Now, I typically don't play clips that long, but I thought that was a really important answer. And the reason I think it's important is because I think at Arkansas, and not just Arkansas, but across college football, we're going to see more activity in the transfer portal than ever before. The 25 cap is, is removed for those who don't know you don't have to sign 25 or fewer players every year. That's what it used to be. So those who don't know, it used to be 25 as a maximum you could put on scholarship in a given year as long as you stay under 85 total. Now you just have to stay under 85 total. So things have changed. I think you look at programs like LSU, like Ole Miss, and even Arkansas too to a lesser extent. Arkansas brought in like nine guys out of the transfer portal. Most all of them are making a pretty big impact. LSU, I think – I can't remember. They had, like, the number three ranked class, though, and Ole Miss was up there, too, maybe number one. Ole Miss brought in 17. A lot of key players. So, one of the reasons that I, I'm bringing that up is just because of the situation at quarterback, and I don't mean to come down on Malik Hornsby, okay? It's not what I mean to do here, and I hope he doesn't take it that way. I said the same thing in my walk and talk. But, like I was saying, if – the next guy in line was on campus right now at quarterback, maybe things would be a little bit different for Arkansas. If like the obvious heir apparent, like KJ was to Felipe Franks. We saw KJ in the Missouri game. Obviously, Arkansas didn't lose that Missouri game in 2020 because of KJ Jefferson. It was Arkansas's defense. Just let him go straight down the field, kick a field goal to win it. Malik Hornsby, in my opinion, needs to continue playing quarterback this year. I think it was 100% the right choice by the staff to start him on Saturday. Now people are saying, what do you mean? I'm, I, don't, I don't like to go back and like Monday morning quarterback stuff if I can avoid it. I think giving him the entire week of practice, letting him prepare as the starter, and then finally we can see what Malik Hornsby has. We've been wanting to see for a couple of years what Malik Hornsby has. And it was a tough defense that he showed, that he, that he faced, but to me this game was very telling that he's probably not the guy for the future at quarterback. I, I think the guy should be running go routes. I think that's where his future should be. But they need him at quarterback now. He has unbelievable speed, speed that people would kill to have. I don't, I don't mean that that way, especially that's maybe in – I don't know. First of all, I want to say my condolences also to um, the people that lost their lives at Virginia – Unbelievable, unbelievable that stuff like that happens. And that just made me think of that, that poorly used expression that I used. But Malik, to me, and I don't know that Kate Fortin is. I think you got a back and forth at quarterback there between those two guys to decide who goes if, if K.J. can't go. But Arkansas can't beat Ole Miss without K.J. Jefferson. They, they just can't. But that's my thoughts on the situation with Hornsby. And Arkansas has to get this corrected in the offseason. I think it would be in K.J. Jefferson's best interest just the way the season has gone with injuries and stuff to return for another year. 
And I don't know how you bring in quarterbacks when you got an incumbent like that unless he's younger and you say, hey, sit for a year under this guy. Because Arkansas is razor thin at quarterback right now. I mean, they have two scholarship quarterbacks. And we're seeing how bad that's impacting them. And look at the teams across the country. This is how important quarterback is. Let's just focus on the SEC. So the worst teams in the SEC right now, not counting Vanderbilt. Congrats, Vanderbilt, on winning. But we're not counting Vanderbilt because they're kind of an outlier in all this. But the worst teams in the SEC, Arkansas, quarterback issues. I think Arkansas would win seven games, would have seven games under the belt right now if K.J. Jefferson. Even even an uninspired effort against Liberty, even the, the four choices that I mentioned, especially three on offense that I mentioned that I totally disagreed with in the walk and talk before they were happening, even those things would have been masked with good quarterback play. We wouldn't be talking about those things as much. And Kirby Smart and Lane Kiffin and Brian Kelly, all those guys, they make terrible in-game decisions too all the time. They've been masked a little bit. So Arkansas struggling because they've had K.J. Jefferson minus two games and hobbled for a third game where he was just kind of a shell of himself. Look at Auburn. Auburn – ran off Bo Nix after verbally abusing him for years. And the same people that ran off Bo Nix only to have him replaced with Zach Calzada, who was hurt, are the same people who ran off Gus Malzahn only to see him replaced by Brian Horson. So Calzada got hurt. Then they had T.J. Finley, who's subpar SEC quarterback. And then he didn't get the job done. And now they've got Ashford, who's, you know, really probably not quite ready for that stage yet. Missouri had their starting quarterback last year leave the program and transfer to Indiana, and they've got a first-year guy. Texas A&M lost Calzada. First, Haynes King got hurt in the first game last year. Then Calzada started all last year. Calzada transfers after the offseason. Haynes King starts. He's terrible. They bench him for Max Johnson, who's average. Max Johnson gets hurt, and then it's Connor Weigman. I think that's how you say his name. And he's a freshman not ready for that stage. You, the, Georgia has Stetson Bennett, the guy who led him to a national championship last year. Alabama has Bryce Young, who won the Heisman Trophy last year. Tennessee has Hendon Hooker, who also started last year, put up ridiculous numbers, and is the Heisman Trophy favorite this year. And LSU has Jaden Daniels, who didn't start for him last year, transferred in, but was a starter at Arizona State the year before. I don't think that's any coincidence that you got these four teams and these four teams. It's the most important position on the field. The reason I bring this up, somebody was in my comments on YouTube saying, because Pittman said, you know, we're without our best player, which maybe it's an excuse, whatever. It's true. But he was like, oh, how demoralizing this must be to all the rest of the players to hear that. Last I checked, they didn't have – you know, he couldn't throw without an offensive line and stuff. I mean, come on. Like, people twisting things around the way they are to add more to their pile of fire the coach. Like, there's plenty of things you can complain about. But, like, that that bugs me when people start saying, like, what you're really saying type of stuff, you know. Um it just, it, it just annoys me to, to see – obviously, every single one of you out there, anybody with half a brain, if I said you can have your starting safety or your starting quarterback for this game, you'd pick the quarterback. You can have your starting tight end 
or you can have your starting quarterback. You can have this starting wide receiver, you can have your starting quarterback. I mean, starting left guard or your starting quarterback. Pretty easy stuff. Now, I want to get into this, too, because obviously you aim high. You should be disappointed. I'm not telling anybody not to be disappointed that the team's 5-5 five and five right now. I'm disappointed. I thought that they were going to be a lot better. I think if a couple of other things had gone differently, injuries in the secondary, not having K.J. banged up, having some better depth behind K.J. at quarterback in case you do get banged up, that's been something that really throughout history has separated Arkansas from blue blood type programs. A team like Alabama, Bryce Young goes out and this dude races 70 yards against you. You know, like they have team players that they can go say next and those guys are ready to go. And Arkansas historically hasn't had that. So what's the truth here? Does Arkansas suck relative to what? Relative to what does Arkansas suck? So what does it mean to suck? I can tell you. This is my opinion. So when I was in fifth grade, right about the age where I could really start appreciating, you know, the intricacies of the game and uh, starting to love Razorback football for what it actually is, not just being a little kid, they go 10-2. and two. Next year, they go 10-2, and two. okay? So I'm just like, this is how it always is, right? After that. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast the 90s hit and there are seven straight seasons there i think five of those seasons they won four games and maybe another one they won six or something like that I knew they won eight, so uh, they had 95 where they won eight. But aside from that, it was just pretty much – it was bad until 1998 when Houston Nutt came along. 
So Houston Nutt comes along, and then eventually he gets run off after he wins 10 games because people are tired of him. They're tired of hearing the same stuff. They don't like the way he's winning. He mishandled hiring an offensive coordinator that he never wanted in the first place and his five high school students, one of whom was good enough to be an all-conference player and eventually go to the NFL. And that was Houston Nutt's undoing at Arkansas. Never mind, he was way better than the two guys before him. So that 90s, that era in the 90s to me is the first dark age because also what I'd learned as a kid was, you know, they might be bad one year out of ten. One year out of ten, they might have a bad season. And that all changed in the 90s when Arkansas joined the SEC. 31 years, 31 seasons now in the SEC. You want to know what Arkansas's record is, the unvarnished truth here? This is what Arkansas's overall record is since joining the SEC, 31 seasons. 192, 171, and 2. It's 53%. You want to know what their conference record is? Just before you get talking about how bad they suck, suck compared to what? 102, 144, and 2. That's like 41%, people. 41% winning percentage in the SEC. I'm not saying don't aim high, but I'm also saying, like, you're wanting to torpedo the coach, the leadership of this program. And here's the thing, too. It's going to happen. There's people out there, darksiders, whatever you want to call them, nuthuggers and darksiders, there's dark siders out there who want to fire the coach, who spew venom all the time. They live under a rain cloud for years until that one day where the sun peeks through and they're, they get to say, I told you so. That one day. Me personally, most of us out there, I would hope, we're going to enjoy our time between when the coach is hired until he's fired or when it gets to the point where it's obvious that he should be fired. We're going to enjoy our time there. We're going to complain. We're going to argue. Well, we're not going to spew venom. But for this group of people, you're always going to be right. You're eventually, Sam Pittman will be fired at Arkansas or he'll retire. And he knows that. It's the way the game works. And he's made it pretty clear that he's not going somewhere. So the coaches that either leave your program for another one or eventually get fired very rarely ever retire. I mean, Nick Saban might be the only guy in however long to be able to pull that off. Eventually, you get fired. So eventually, anybody who's saying he should have been fired or I told you so or anything, you're going to be right eventually. It's just how do you want to live your life under a rain cloud? Not me. Eventually, it's going to come. And when it becomes the point where I think that there's they're better off without Pittman as coach, then I'll say it. He'll probably know it. When I feel like the balance of, like, you're worse off keeping him than getting rid of him, that that moment might come. I like Sam Pittman. I think he's the right guy for the job right now. I don't care that they're 5-5. Five and five. I mean, I care, but I don't care against uh, the situation that it is right now. And I also will tell you, last year they won nine games, and a big reason they won nine games is because they had so many super seniors come back to the team. So many guys came back to the team. They filled some key spots in the transfer portal, obviously, a John Ridgeway here and there. But having Grant Morgan, Hayden Henry, Myron Cunningham, you know, so many key guys like that, leaders come back, 
really helped take them to the next level. This year, it, you know, they didn't have as many super seniors. They did some work in the transfer portal, obviously, but some injuries have really cost them, especially at quarterback. I mean, if there's seven wins right now, we're not sitting here talking like this. I'm going to get to you, Danny. We're going to get to Danny here in a second, but I'm on a roll. So, when Chad Morris was fired, nothing left to salvage. Had to go. It was over. Everybody could see that. It was over. Danny Ford was fired. I've already talked about that. Three, four win seasons during his time there, including his last two, two in a row. Nobody's going to survive that. Back-to-back four win season. Nobody's surviving that. Houston Nutt, it was time for him to go just because the state was so divided, so torn, that it just it couldn't continue. He had to go. Whether he deserved to go or not may be a different story, especially when you look at things historically. Now, I think the transfer portal, as much as we're annoyed with it and all this stuff in NIL, it can be the great equalizer. It can be. Maybe it's why Alabama's having a hard time against some teams. It can balance, it can level the playing field in a big way, NIL and transfer portal, as annoying as it is to some of us, me included. So anyway, that's just what I want to say. Does Arkansas suck? And if they do suck, compared to what? Mediocrity is a word that gets thrown around a lot. You know what mediocrity means? It's a word that sounds a lot worse than the actual definition because the word, the definition is just means being moderate. I would argue that Arkansas hasn't been moderate. I would argue that in a terms of mediocrity, they it means basically when people say that about Arkansas, it means what the word sounds like because it sounds worse. That's my thoughts on the matter. I'm not on a Sam Pittman, fire Sam Pittman. Is there going to be changes in this offseason? Absolutely going to be changes. There always is. I think we're going to see more than we've ever seen across college football this year, whether it's coaches, but especially players. It's just the way it is. People said they want it, and now they have it. This is college football. Before I get to Danny, I want to talk about my friends over at Ozarks Go. If you're wanting to transfer your internet service and you don't have Ozarks Go, I would say that's probably a good idea. Ozarks Go, I've been with three other internet service providers before I found Ozarks Go when we made our last move. I was like, I'm done with these guys. I'm going to try somebody else. I looked up Ozarks Go. I talked to some people. They like the service. My experience has been 100% uptime. I haven't thought about them once since they came and installed the service. I don't unplug and replug. You can find out more about Ozarks Go and if they're available in your area by going to ozarksgo.net slash hog, H-A-W-G, ozarksgo.net slash hog. Or you can call them at 479-684-4900 to find out more information. Think north of the tunnel in northwest Arkansas. If you get Ozarks Electric Bill, then you have access most likely to Ozarks Go. Even if you don't get Ozarks Electric, you might be in their area. And uh, think northeastern Oklahoma also. Great service. Offer 100, offer 100 megabits per second up and down, and I use 1,000 megabits per second, which is if you like it instant, if you upload a lot of stuff like I do, uh, then that's probably the way to go. But you can find out more about them just by going to the website. Again, ozarksgo.net slash hog, H-A-W-G. That hog is very important at the end there. 
All right, Danny West time. Had a lot of recruits in this last weekend and going to have a lot more in this weekend because it's a 6.30 game, SEC Network, by the way. And, by the way, kudos to the crowd. What an incredible crowd. I, I thought it was going to be like 20 minutes before kickoff. I was like, man, not a lot of people in here. And then they just started flooding in. It was a great crowd, I thought. You can follow Danny at Danny West 247 on Twitter. Danny. What's up, Trey? How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. What's doing pretty going on good. today? Oh, not much. You know, we've been talking a lot about, uh, you know, just the state of the program and, um, you know, maybe some things to expect after at the end of the year. I was just telling everybody I think it's going to be the wildest in college football, the wildest offseason transfer portal in history, especially with, you know, the 85 yeah. – uh, the new 85 limit, you don't have to sign just 25. Or, or it was 25 plus 7, I think, with the transfer deal. But sure. even even all that stuff's wiped out. It's just 85, which is kind of how it has to be now. Yeah, kind of how it has to be. December 5th, I mean, man, I, I just can't imagine what's what's to come on December 5th. They're calling it Portal Monday. Yeah. And I would imagine it is going to be a wild one, you know. That, so it's it's a sixty-day uh, like window, like right, window. Danny? It's a from it's forty-five-day it, window. Okay, forty-five-day so window. Two different windows. Right after the, the championship 15, games so. are announced. Right after the championship games are announced, then the, that's when the that's portal right. window opens. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I just uh, I like the windows. I thought Coach Pittman last week. I asked him about it, and and I didn't even know that was his idea to come up with the um, the. You know, right before that. Sorry, you cut out, Danny. The what? Oh, the the dead period. The oh, yeah. The four-day mm-hmm. dead period that they came up with here. You know, that was Coach Pittman's idea. And uh, I, I like that. I think it gives you an opportunity to, uh, you know, get with your, your current team, see who you're going to have back, see who might be moving on. And and uh, that's, a, that's really important. You need to know exactly how many spots you have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's pretty important to know before you go crazy inviting every transfer in the world here. But, um, yeah, and it should be a crazy one. I'm expecting, you know, I don't think it's a bold statement to expect a lot of turnover here at Arkansas. You're going to have players coming and going mm-hmm. as usual. That's just the, the way it is now. And I'm, I'm trying to gear up for it too, man. It's, it's coming. But, so, you know, on top of that, you've also got – maybe a few late official visits coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got the contact period. Coaches got to have to get out on the road again and go do in-home visits and, and make sure everything's right with their current committed guys. You know, I think it's really important, too. Uh, you've had them for six months now. You better make sure they sign, right? So you got to go out and, and please the mamas and daddies and make sure everybody's uh, got their – T's crossed, I guess. So that's all coming up, you know, here in the next couple of weeks. I've got a, a story on Hog Sports right now. It's just titled Key Upcoming Recruiting Dates. Mm-hmm. Couldn't think of anything better to call it because that's exactly what that's it is. That's exactly what it is. So the, and, the, and we're right around the corner. The, so Portal Monday on the 5th, and then is, mm-hmm. are you saying then there's a four-day dead period? Is that what it no, is? No, no, I, I may have misspoke on that, but the, the four-day dead period uh, starts November 28th. Okay. And runs through December 1st. So that's the four days where the coaches get to meet with their, their current players. And four days ought to be plenty, you mm-hmm. know, to, to meet with everybody and find out who's coming and going. But, um, man, I really like that idea. And, and Coach Pitt deserves credit for that. I'm sure there were other coaches who thought of, you know, the same thing. He didn't trademark it, but really a good idea there. I, I think they're doing – they're trying, Trey. I, I mean, it's been a mess, but 
man, they're, they're trying to make this thing easier for everybody. And I, I'm a fan of the windows. Now, after I get through this next 45 days, I may not be, Yeah. but so far I'm a fan of, of what they're, uh, the new approach, I should say. Danny West joining us again. You can follow him at Danny West 24 seven on Twitter. And he's the hog sports recruiting analyst. You need a VIP subscription. If you want to read most of Danny's content and, Man, when we get to the transfer portal stuff, we're going to be all over it. It's it's going to be really a team effort, Danny, uh, just because it's going to be such a hectic time. But um, just let's let's we'll get to that. We'll get sure. to the transfer stuff. That's coming. Yeah. It's coming. Right now, you've got a six thirty game. It's the first one since what Missouri State, I guess, at home. The first night game should have a really terrific. Um, group of visitors coming in if they can make it with the weather <laughs> that we're about to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a little bit worried about that myself. I mean, uh, that's coming too, but it's mm-hmm. going to be a cold one. I, I like that for Arkansas, though, Trey. I, man, I I don't think Ole Miss likes that. A night game, finally. Yeah, I think that works to your advantage. The kids have shown up. You know, they've shown up all year. Um, you know, credit to Arkansas staff when. The season has not played out the way anybody expected. I think mm-hmm. that's a fair statement, but um, it hasn't really impacted recruiting yet, you know, in terms of getting kids on campus. They're still – you look at last week's visit list, man, Davon Hall, uh, Josh Flowers, Michael Hawkins, uh, Devon Mitchell, Landon Pace – Orlando Pace's son was on campus. That's pretty impressive, yeah. you know. So they're getting the right guys on campus I understand you've got to win now with with what you've got, and that's really really hard because most of the time LSU's and and other teams of the West they're going to have better players, so it's really really tough. But recruiting has not really dipped yet as a result of you know what's happened on the field this season. I'm not saying they're terrible; they're still in you know in the ball game for a, a bowl game and everything like that. So it's not just falling apart. But right. I have been impressed by uh, the visit list that have come across so far. And, and you mentioned it there, Ole Miss ought to be another good one. Uh, mm-hmm. Sitting here looking at some of the early names now, of course, we'll, we'll add names throughout the week. But Dalen McCutcheon, 2024 wide receiver out of Lovejoy High School, uh, Lucas, Texas, that's Bumper's, uh, Bumper Pools School. And uh, he's going to be on campus. There's a chance Peyton Pierce might join him. Uh, of course, a 2024 four-star linebacker. Uh, he told me last week that there's a chance he'll be here for that. If not, it's going to be right after the first of the year mm-hmm. um, after you come out of that dead period. So Peyton's been here many times. I know a lot of people have questioned, you know, is Arkansas starting to fall behind there? I don't think so. I really don't. He's been here several times, and he told me late in the summer, he said, you know, I'm I'm probably not going to come to very many games this year at Arkansas. I've been there so many times. And uh, I'd kind of like to go see, you know, some of the Midwest Big Ten type programs and and travel mm-hmm. a little bit. So I don't blame him for that. I would too if I was him. So um, Peyton, uh, I think they're in a, a pretty good spot still with Peyton Pierce. But uh, yeah, T.J. Metcalf, his younger brother, of course, Tevis Metcalf is for next year's class of 2024 DB. Both of those guys will be there. I think Luke Brown, your 23 four-star offensive line commit, he's going to be in town this weekend as well. So still got a few, uh, I want to say three guys on this current committed list um, still haven't taken their official visit here. So a little bit tricky with playoff games and, you know, this and that. Some of these new dead periods kind of makes it tricky in that regard. But uh, expect to see a few a few more officials out of those. And then who knows? Maybe a late uh, JUCO player here and there. Mm-hmm. We'll see. 
What do you you think they're done with this recruiting class, Danny? You think uh, there's room for another guy or two? I, I think there's room. You know, if they they're going to be really really picky though. I think it would have to be a, a defensive lineman, a DB that they feel really good about because obviously D line we talk about it every week on the show. You you've got to bridge the gap somehow, and if there's one out there that they feel really strongly about, I think they would take a flyer on a you know a, a interior type guy, even a pass rusher, mm-hmm. but. Outside of that, DBs seems like they've offered a couple down the stretch here. Juco guys, um, yeah. forgive me, uh, I don't have the the guy's name right in front of me. I failed on this one, Trey, but <laughs> I've written about the guy. He's a Juco DB, and uh, like I mentioned earlier, it could be a, a late official visit from what I'm hearing. Yeah, I remember seeing the article. We had a long conversation about the last Juco DB that, uh, that had an impact at Arkansas, or I think Juco cornerback was more the discussion. Uh, which mm, I think maybe good, good topic. Darius Vanette was a pretty good one for Arkansas. Yeah, he, he was fine. Yeah, yeah. I rem- yeah. I'll never forget talking with Darius Vanette one day leaving the practice field, and he had his his shoulder pads, his helmet, you know, locked into his shoulder pads, walking, and he was mm-hmm. like, "Look at all this stuff we get." You know, he's used to playing at the, <laughs> the dirt fields of a JUCO. You know, he's yeah. like, and this is before yeah, Arkansas hilarious. had a football operations facility and all all the other stuff they have. But he was just. <laughs> He was just blown away with everything that they had access to as far as equipment and nutrition and all similar. that stuff. I've got one similar to that, Trey. Kiero Small. Everybody yeah. loves Kiero. Still talk to him every now and then. He's doing great in life. But he told me one time when he when he first got to Arkansas for the first couple of months there, he would watch everybody go over and grab Gatorade, you know, and down it. And he would always go to the water fountain. And one day somebody asked him, you know, why, why don't you drink Gatorade ever? He said, hell, I got to pay for that. <laughs> Eventually they're going to charge me for that. And they're like, no, dude, you can have Gatorade on the house. <laughs> That's awesome. So he's just down in the free water over there. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Is he at Michigan still? He's he's not yeah, Michigan, is he? Yeah. Is he still yeah, Michigan? I think he's still up there. I haven't, I haven't talked to him in a little Strength while. Strength and conditioning, right? Season, he was still there. Yeah. 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 Kira, he's a good dude. All right, Danny. Great, dude. Anything else you want to add before we move on? No, that flew by, man. It's it's always quick. Uh, yeah. Hey, I will say this. I don't know if you've talked about him. I'm sure you have. You've done all the walk and talk and all the post-game analysis. But Chris Paul Jr., man, I'm sitting yeah. here re-watching the game earlier. They need more of that, yeah. you know, wherever they can find that. But I thought, uh, you know, he just deserves a lot of credit. It seems to me him and he and Drew Sanders just play at a different yeah. gear. You, you know think, what I mean? You think a couple so sacks really are cool. good? That's good. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He has yeah, been playing really well, especially since Bumper's been so banged up and can't go as much as he needed to. Uh, Poopal has really stepped up and has yeah, been playing has. well for a while. All right, brother. Anyway, just want to throw that out. I'll let Andrew have it from here. Appreciate All right. you. All right, everybody. That's Danny West. Again, follow Danny at Danny West 24 7 on Twitter. Uh, he's the Hog Sports Recruiting Analyst. Been covering Razorback recruiting for a long, long time. I don't even know what we're going to talk to Andrew Ellis about, but I'm sure he's going to say something. Andrew's that guy in the uh, press box who makes a lot of funny comments. Andrew. Trey, what's going on? I was just telling everybody how you need to tone down in the press box a little bit because you, you, you talk too much, you say too many funny things. <laughs> hey, we're having, we're having a good time. You know, we, it was, we, we had it closed, so we were the only people there that were warm. So, we, you know, we – we're having a good time. The vibes were good. I, dude, I, I was walking up there. I was like, man, thank goodness I had my long johns. And I got up there, and it was sweltering in the in the press box. They were treating us good. Um, 
Andrew, what are your impressions on the game Saturday? I mean, you and I actually, looking back at our predictions, I predicted Arkansas to win 29-28. You had, I think you had LSU predicted to win. You're the only one that really nailed it because you had, I think, Arkansas losing by three points in that one, which a lot of people were telling both of us, like, you guys are crazy, but um, we know how SEC football works. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. I like how you left out a key detail there in comparing our predictions, considering that you predicted them to win the football game. But, yes. you know. I like did, I did say that. <laughs> I know, but we, we both predicted him to win. Shout yeah. out to Cade Forden for uh, making me a, a smart man by having that that touchdown late in the game to cover the spread. That was that was that was nice. Yeah. But uh, man, uh, you know, thank God I was paid to watch that game because it just wasn't a fun football game. It really wasn't. It just seemed like you know neither team played well, and it was an, it was everything we predicted mm-hmm. it would be for LSU, where you have a team that's coming off of a huge win and probably not as motivated for this one, and they're in the cold weather. I mean offensively they didn't do much i mean they ran the ball pretty well but not a ton of huge plays through the air and arkansas you know we we, the big question all week was was kj gonna play the answer was no and you know it played out the way that many thought it might i will say i'm just a little surprised by how ineffective the offense was with malik hornsby i mean it's not like i was expecting this guy to come you know light it up or anything but you know you you saw what he could do at mississippi state they made some huge plays and kind of did some interesting things with him you'd think they had two weeks to prepare for him as a starting quarterback that, you know, they'd have a few tricks up their sleeve, but man, it was just, I mean, they just couldn't get anything going. And obviously he missed some throws here and there, but I, I was just stunned by the overall lack of confidence. The only two the passes that him. he had completed were like behind the line of scrimmage, I think. Right. I mean, maybe he had one to Hazelwood that was a short slant or something, but uh, yeah, they, and LSU has a different level of athletes in Liberty. I actually think Malik could have fared okay against Liberty, uh, but when you talk about the athletes that, that LSU have, especially my Lord, Harold Perkins, um, man, that guy's insanely good. But um, I, I just feel like it was just too much for him, where his speed was negated so much, you know, and it, it, you're just relying on him to be a passer. It was just – it opened a lot of eyes, I think, about, you know, where Arkansas's quarterback situation is and, and maybe where it needs to go in the future. 
No, you're you're absolutely right. And yeah, Liberty definitely wouldn't have a guy like Harold Perkins who's going to catch him from behind. And mm-hmm. you know, Pittman talked about it after the game about how you know the, the Arkansas hasn't been making many guys miss and stuff. And Hornsby, that was that was kind of the biggest surprise with him. Is you know he he got to the edge and could make some things happen, but there he just really wasn't able to truly get loose as a runner either. And obviously, a stacked box contributed to that. Contributed to that. And you know, Pittman talked afterwards about or talked today about how they need to throw more on first down and be more aggressive offensively it's something that they've said a lot you know i just figured that you know with hornsby who you know has his inconsistency inconsistency as a passer but i just figured they were going to be able to do more with him and and for with Cade Forden for that matter i mean they had the one nice drive there but there just really wasn't much going on and it's going to be interesting to see what this offense looks like if kj jefferson is able to return this week because if kj is able to come back and offense looks great he throws all over the field and they move the ball, score 30-plus, and really play well against Ole Miss, it's a lot easier to look back in hindsight on this season and say, well, if, you know, if, you had, if you'd had K.J. healthy for 12 games, it's a completely different year, and that's very valid. But if this offense still has issues this weekend and you know their, their offensive line continues to regress the way it has and the run game is just non-existent, then all of a sudden you got to start looking in the mirror and realizing there's more problems than just the quarterback position. But I do agree with you that you know quarterback position can – completely changed the dynamic of the Arkansas offense. And obviously, you know, we saw that Saturday. Yeah. Andrew Ellis joining us again. Follow him at Andrew Ellis 24-7 on Twitter. Andrew covers a little bit of everything, basketball, football, even helps with recruiting. You're going to be a busy man when the transfer portal comes because that's going to be – I think it's going to be the wildest year ever for transfer portal. Andrew, basketball – you on a, were you in on Muss's press conference a little bit ago? I was. I was yeah. able to. I didn't know if it would work out timing-wise with uh, with this show today, but, yes, I was able to uh, talk to Muss for a little bit today, yes. What What did you think of his comments today? Obviously, Arkansas plays um, South Dakota State on Wednesday. What is that, 7 o'clock? Wednesday, SEC Network Plus, yeah. and then it's off to Maui. What are your thoughts on the way the basketball season is going? Arkansas, by the way, up to number nine in the AP poll. Well, I'm just happy that, you know, now that we're able to talk to Coach Musselman, it's clear that he's not completely frustrated with every aspect of his team, which was the case a couple of weeks ago. It seemed like those press conferences were just – it was like we were at a funeral. I mean, he just did – he did not want to talk about his team. You know, he's starting to open up a little bit more and kind of talk about what this team can do rather than what they need to improve on. And, you know, they still have a lot to work on. But, man, the effort they played with Friday on the defensive end of the floor especially – was just outstanding. I mean, there was a point where they just completely mm-hmm. overwhelmed Fordham, who has a ton of experienced players. They have a guy who's been an all-league player in two different leagues, and Arkansas just completely dominated them. I think their point guard had nine turnovers by himself, and there was a point where just Arkansas's athleticism overwhelmed them, which is something that we knew this team would be capable of. You know, they have so much talent, you know, all around and key transfers. We figured, you know, this we knew this was a talented team, but, I, you know, we thought it would probably take a little bit longer, especially on the defensive end. I mean, last year's team was so good defensively, but they didn't really find their stride on that end until about, you know, January, early February. And so there's still a lot to work on with this Arkansas basketball team, especially offensively. I think they're still going to face some challenges scoring the ball and shooting, especially when they're playing good teams. But the effort they played with on defense was just outstanding. And you can kind of see the vision of what this team's going to look like whenever they get the real Bud Walton crowds in there and they're – getting rolling and they can just go on those runs that just overwhelm teams yeah anything else you want to add andrew yes trey actually i have i have one quick rant and it's about people showing up to football games on time oh (laughs) how often this year 
as we looked at the crowd about five minutes before kickoff, and we're like, man, and just a just a small crowd. Like I don't know what's going on. And then halfway through the first quarter, you look up and you're like, oh, there's seventy two thousand people here. Like where did you know where did they come from? <laughs> Why do people not show up to football games on time? And I get it. It's tough to you know get you know to your seat. It's tough to get through the you know they had the week one situation where they weren't letting people in and all that. But you know, guys. Just show up on time for the football game, or kind of prepare for that. You know you're gonna to have to walk to the stadium. You know you know you're gonna to have to probably wait in the line. Just show up early. Show up on time. I don't understand how that's that difficult. But well, I can you tell know. you one part of it is the traffic flow kind of sucks, in my opinion. Um, they expanded Maple first of all, and instead of allowing traffic to flow freely right there, instead they decided to have a concert, and they blocked off Maple. So they expand the street. So when they were expanding the street, I remember thinking, oh, this is great. Just be able to pop right in. And I think I was maybe for a moment able to do that. And then they were like, it's, we're going to have Hogtown. And then Hogtown's fine. I just think move it over off the, off the middle of the street so you can have free-flowing traffic all the way around. I think that's one big part of the problem, you know, especially we're talking about an 11 o'clock game. You know, so. But, yeah, um, that was definitely the case. We thought it was going to be a really bad crowd, and then suddenly it was a really good crowd. Yeah, you're right. I'll, I'll give them a pass because it was 11 a.m. All right, everybody, you, know, you get a pass. You, you get a pass for this week. <laughs> but this week, 6.30 kickoff, you know Hogtown's there. You mm-hmm. know the traffic sucks. You know you're going to have to wait in the line. Just show up early to the game. You don't have to get there two hours early. I get it's cold, but come on, guys. Let's, right. let's, let's get it together. All right. Says the guy who doesn't have to pay for his ticket. <laughs> hey, but I show up on time. I show up on time. You do that. Yeah, I think you beat me All every right. time. All right, every, everybody. That's Andrew Ellis. Appreciate you, Andrew. Thank you. Just for the record, that was not me complaining about the fans. That was Andrew. So take it up with Andrew. <laughs> I've learned my lesson on that a long time ago. All right. I just peruse a couple of things real quick. Running a little bit late. Joey Moses says, so 41% is great for you. No, that's not what I said, Joey. I can tell where this is going. Do you believe the coaches have done, have did a great job? Do you believe the coaches have did a great job? Why do we keep hearing year after year excuses? This is getting really old. So that is one thing that bugs me. Like the people out there that deal in absolutes and like you can't have any excuses. Like people tell me stuff like, like I'll come down and break down like why Arkansas won or lost. All I hear is excuses. Like I can, I can talk about the team. Like there are people out there who think anything that comes out of my mouth is an excuse. I can rip Sam Pittman to shreds if I want to, or I can talk about why they lost the game. And if I do that, there's a group of people out there who are like, that's an excuse. I can make an excuse for other people. I can, I can talk about why they lost the game. That's not me making excuses for them. It's me talking about why they lost the game. If I'm on here saying uh, the audio's cut out or I'm just too tired to do the show or you know this or that, that's me making excuses about myself, which would be considered unacceptable. For Sam Pittman to go up there and make excuses about himself, that would be too. But there's a faction of people out there only a Sith deals in absolutes. I'll just leave it at that. This is get it, This is really getting old. How long has it been getting old, Joey? Has it been getting old for 31 years? Because that's how long it's been where Arkansas has been pretty mediocre. 
as a football program. I see an opportunity here for them to rise above. I talked a little bit about the 90s. The eight years before Sam Pittman got to Arkansas is the worst, the worst eight-year stretch in program history. The worst eight-year stretch in program history. They had a 17-game streak where they did not win an SEC game, and then they beat it. I think it was 20 games. But now it's getting old. They won nine games last year. They've had a lot of problems this year. They won five games, and now it's getting old, Jamie, Joey? Joey Moses? Now it's just now it's gotten old. Some people listen to themselves. Please tell me coaches do not matter. Brian Kelly, they were getting ready to run his ass out of Notre Dame a few years ago. Ready to run his ass out of there. He's been a coach forever, but they were ready to get done with him. So, yeah, coaches matter. They matter. But this dude's going to get fired one day, and people are going to be saying the same stuff about him. Pay attention. Pay attention to what's going on. Look around. Look around a little bit. Man, I get frustrated with some people. And no, like this this thing, so 41% is great for you. I didn't say that. That's exactly the kind of people I'm talking about who twist things around so it can fit their narrative and they can put it on their fire the coach pile or this is what you said or that's what you said. Drives me crazy. Norman Hunt says, at one point, somebody rented a, tra- a plane with a trailer on the tail fin. Houston Nut must go. Yeah, I think it was Fire Houston Nut. I saw it. I think it was in Little Rock when I saw it. I mean, that kind of stuff is insane. It's insane. I get, like, wanting the coach to go or thinking he needs to be fired. The truth of the matter is, Houston Nut probably didn't need to be fired. The truth of the matter is, the state was completely torn apart. And then the next thing you know, you hire Bobby Petrino. He has two great seasons. He puts his motorcycle in the ditch, and that's the first domino of a string of dominoes that led to the worst eight-year stretch in program history. So I would ask, there was the nut huggers and the dark siders. And the dark siders right after the end said, we won. Did you? What did you change? I'm not saying the nuthuggers were right, but were the darksiders right? Nobody was right. Everybody lost. We all lost. Congratulations. Tore the state apart over it. All this talk about K.J. Jefferson. What, he's going to go compete with Jackson Dart at Ole Miss. I mean, what, if, what are people talking about right now? All right, the show's over. That's it. Thanks for joining me, everybody. This has been Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com. I got to mention Ozarks Go one more time. We're going to mention Ozarks Go. The only people that haven't ticked me off today is Ozarks Go. OzarksGo.net slash hog, H-A-W-G. The people that you can rely on time and time again, consistently there for you. Ozarks Go. Go check them out. They offer 100 megabits per second up and down, up and down. Not just up, not just down. So if you like uploading stuff like I do, this right now, this is powered by Ozarks Go. What you're watching right now, this rant, me getting ticked off, 
That's Ozark's Go. That's providing it and streaming it into your homes and on your phones and your smart devices and whatnot. Ozarksgo.net. They also offer 1,000 megabits per second, which is like that. It is instantaneous. It's it's up and down also. And, you know, I'll tell, I tell you another thing that I like about these guys is if you do have a problem, which my experience is you won't, if you do have a problem or if you're moving or something or if you need to talk to somebody, you want to call them at 479-684-4900, you'll be talking to one of your neighbors from this region. You're not going to get shipped off to a call center. It's not going to be some long wait time. And they're not going to trick you with some low, low introductory price and then jack your price up the next year. What you pay the first year will be the same you pay for the next year. Okay, ozarksgo.net slash hog, H-A-W-G. Go check them out. All right, thanks to Danny. Thanks to Andrew. Thanks to all of you. I love 99% of you. Thanks for making the show popular. I appreciate everybody. All right, everybody. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com. We'll catch you next time. 